another episode of the Sports Legacy Podcast. We're calling this the uh, Split Back Edition. Uh, you got me, Daniel, as always. We got uh, Caleb with me today as well. Um, Jason's taking this one off um, to, I think, sleep because he uh, sometimes doesn't like when we do the early podcasts. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, Jason's hiding from me because he was afraid I was going to start throwing some shade after your guys' last split back. Oh yeah, talking about uh Drew Locke. I think that's what it is. So <laughs> we can we can figure out something to do. I mean, I just want to make sure that I'm a part of every podcast. I don't want you. I don't want you guys, you know, <laughs> say anything about me. But one of our topics today, you have, I think you have enough to talk about um, there. So. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we can jump right into this. Um, we haven't had a podcast since, um, Kyler Murray officially said that he will be going, uh, into the NFL and not, um, playing baseball. Um, so it's a, it's a fantastic thing for me. That's what I wanted just cause I want to see him play football. I, I personally wouldn't have cared either way, but now that he's actually playing football, it's, Pretty pretty surreal. My team still won't draft him. Totally plan on John Elway taking Daniel Jones, but um, uh, but yeah, jumping right into this, uh, kind of talking about best fits for Kyler Murray, um, and I can kick it off here. Um, yeah, go for it. I think um, with the draft order, which I'm gonna pull up here just to be sure that I'm making sure that I'm in the right fit. Um, now, I would honestly say the Giants, but I don't... With the looming like possible trade of Odell Beckham, I don't know. I don't know about that. If they that, get a new quarterback in there, I don't think Odell's going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, but Odell could go to the Browns. And that would be crazy. Uh, just saying. Um, for my boy. Um, but, yes. So, best fit for Kyler Murray. Um, I think I think Washington's going to try to trade up here. Um, I This is like in most mock drafts that I have. This is kind of where I have Kyler going um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I haven't fallen that far because a lot of my mocks have no trades uh, in them at the moment, but um, I think Kyler's a good fit there. Uh, they obviously need a quarterback because they'll be – I don't think Alex Smith is ever going to come back personally. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <clears throat> slash, I don't think he should at this point. It's just like he's he's getting up there in age anyway. Like he's he'll, made he's made his money. He'll make it's a, a great ter- coach somewhere. Yeah, so I think I think that era is done, um, and I think the way that they're going to start shifting this offense, um, I think Kyler fits that perfectly. They have an opportunity to get um, a really good a next round, like a a good some good offensive weapons in the off season and uh, in this draft as well to help them out. Um, but you know, I still talk about my boy Josh Doxson. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't think he's ever had the right quarterback to help him out. So um, that's my best fit for Kyler. What do you think? Um, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. 
Uh, I would. Man, it's still sitting on that theory. Personally, it's kind of selfish for me just because I would love to see Kyler Murray with a Cliff Kingsbury offense. And Cliff Kingsbury has already been on record talking about how much he would love to have Kyler Murray. So I just think that's a perfect match, and I would love to see what would come of that. So you think this is a... uh... This is a situation where they're just hiding underneath their words. Yeah. Of, We're sticking with Rosen. Yeah. And I mean, you. so, okay, so look at it. Cliff Kingsbury's already come out and said that uh, Josh Rosen, or um, that he likes Kyler Murray and he would love to draft Kyler Murray. Uh, if you're an organization and you bring a coach in, especially a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, whose last job he was fired from a Big 12 coaching job, you have to hit with this or else you're, as a GM, you're kind of getting fired. So you're going to let the coach go get his guy because oh, yeah. you need the best chance of success. So if Cliff Kingsbury really likes Kyler, and that wasn't just a soundbite he was given, I think they're getting Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, I would, I don't know. I'm still, I'm believing the words that they said. Just because I don't want him to go there, but well, um, the Toronto Raptors told De- Demar Derozan they weren't going to trade him, and look what happened. Like, just organizations true. are always throwing smoke screens. It's business. Yeah, very, very true. Um, speaking of best fits slash, we're kind of touching on some off season stuff. Uh, Denver uh, does a re- weird thing here um you've already seen my or you guys have already heard my take on it and uh, if you follow me on twitter you've seen my words about it um i i just don't understand what john elway is doing either he i think he's trying to just stick to his old system of veteran quarterback run the ball and play good defense um but I think we've used that, what am I trying to say, used that scheme too much. It's overused at this point. Now, I think I think Flacco has never had weapons around him. Um, I, mean, receive, I mean, you have old Crabtree. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. And, I mean, he just now, like this year, like John Brown had some good – um, some good plays. Um, he definitely has a good, he definitely has a better arm than case as far as, um, like throwing the deep ball. Um, which is like from, from, if we're trying to take some pros out of this, like he needs to hit Cortland Sutton as that deep ball guy. And we need someone who can hit, um, him on those deep balls, which case was not that person. So, um, I think if I'm taking anything positive out of that, as long as we can give Flacco some time, I think that is about kind of the biggest area we see of like improvement. But other than that, I mean, I just don't get the, I just don't get it, especially money wise. I really don't understand. Yeah. So here's the deal on that is obviously you hit on it. Flacco's got a bigger arm than case. So you can get more home run plays out of that. But I think what Elway's going to do here is I think he's still going to take Drew Locke in the first round. I think he's still going quarterback. He wants a veteran that Drew Locke can sit behind for like a year or two and learn and kind of groom him up like we did here in Kansas City. And But he also wants to compete in that time. He doesn't want to be in a rebuild. 
So that's why he went out, got Flacco, who's, you know, uh, not phenomenal, not a leader or anything, but can definitely compete. Went out, got him. They're going to draft Drew Locke, let him sit behind him, have Flacco kind of groom him a little, and then honestly, halfway through the season, if they do go with Drew Locke, right. Flacco's probably going to lose his job like he did last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping if anything, we cut him, you know, before the season starts because then we don't have to owe him any money. Um, yeah, that would be good. So that's all, that's why I'm, I'm one or two things. Like, if we keep him, I hope, I hope he does good. I hope he, you know, works out the way that John Elway wants him to. Um, but I mean, this is, I think this is the last season for John Elway to kind of, you know, prove what he's got he's gone through his like sections of head coaches from john fox to gary kubiak to vance joseph now uh big fan geo so um i think this is the the last straw i guess mm-hmm. um for him um now the bowl and family yeah bowl you know well you know what i'm trying Bolin. to say bowl and family um I know they love John, obviously. Well, you kind of um, have to. But I don't know. I think there can be decisions that are made at the end of the year if we don't, if this is kind of a similar thing to last year. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't know. I'm obviously not going to get my hopes high on this type of thing. So Not going all in on um, Flacco, huh? Nope. Not at the moment. Um, <clears throat> speaking of off season, uh, me and Jason did this last time. Um, we talked about kind of some off off season moves that we want to see. Um, so you can kind of keep it general. Like we kind of did uh, one we want to see for our team, and one that we want to see for another team. So uh, if you want to start out, either. I mean, you could do one for Packers and one for Chiefs since those are both your teams. Okay. Um, so one off-season free agency get I want to see. I want to see the Packers go get Frank Clark. If he's if the Seattle doesn't franchise tag him or re-sign him, I want to see uh, Frank Clark coming off the edge in Green Bay next year. I think that would really add to already a really good pass rush they were among the top in sacks last year and you get a dynamic player like frank clark and your defense is going to get a lot more lethal and that's going to help your younger secondary because they won't have to cover as long quarterbacks are going to be forced into making some throws they don't want to make which could lead to more turnovers i like that pickup for you guys i think the defense is the Continue, continuous spot that you guys need to For both hit. teams. <laughs> yeah, for both teams. It's a very, I don't know, it's funny. We, we talk about the league shifting um, to more offensive play, which, I mean, for the most part, there, you, there's definitely some signs of that. But at the same time, it's like defense. That, there, I'm, I've seen a lot of people out there saying that defense really doesn't matter anymore. It definitely... It definitely does. Especially um, in the postseason. Especially in the postseason, yeah, and especially in the Super Bowl, as we saw um, some below-average quarterback play. Yeah. Um, shots fired at Tom Brady and Jared Goff. Anybody who wants to fight, <laughs> at me on Twitter. Tom Let's Brady, go. Jared Goff, <laughs> Bill Belichick, John Elway, or not John Elway, sorry, Sean McGay, like all of them. 
Yep. But um, <clears throat> I think I talked about last time the Broncos going after C.J. Mosley, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think Balt. I mean, it could, though, because we just got rid of Brandon Marshall. Um, uh-huh. So we could be looking for that. It's just all up to the dependency of Baltimore letting him go. <clears throat> but I don't know if that will happen necessarily. Um, so I'll change it up. Um, a little bit. I would love for us to one re-sign Matt Paradis. I think he comes off the injury um, strong. He can still play. He's still really one of the best centers in the in the league for sure. Um, uh-huh. I would love to see us re-sign him. Um, I think it would be interesting for us to go out um, for. Um, kind of some more help when it comes to, I think there's the, it, the weird thing with Denver right now is we have some good players that are, um, that are on their like last deal. Yeah. And so it's like, what are we, what are we going to do? Like if we don't resign Shelby Harris, then we need a D tackle. If we, uh, don't resign Roby, we need another corner. Um, I think who I would love to see us, um, who I would love to see us get though, if we don't, if the whole CJ Mosley thing, um, falls through, um, I think going like with, a uh, Jawan James, um, from Miami, um, uh, he's only 26, um, and just, we need some help at that right tackle spot. Yeah, that'd be a good Um, pickup. and I think that would help the O-line. We get all our starters back next year, plus Juwan James. Um, that gives Flacco a pretty and, – and that line was even good without yeah, – at a, at a time there, that line when, you know, all of our um, starters went down for the most part, that line played pretty good, and now we have arguably one of the best uh, offensive line coaches in the NFL um, coaching for us now. So if we can add yep. – a little talent for him to work with. Um, I think that gives Flacco enough time, helps out Lindsey, helps out Royce, um, open up those lanes for running and kind of get back to some old-fashioned Bronco number 30 running the ball, carrying yeah, the team. Davis saving John Elway's legacy in Denver, yeah. <laughs> yep. So I think Philip Lindsey – I think Philip Lindsey has a – he already had a really good year this year. I think he has a better one next year um, in spite of all this stuff that's going on. So um, what you got for the Chiefs? Chiefs. Pretty obvious answer, but. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stick on defense clearly here. Um, Chiefs, I'm going with the guy they should have gotten in the season, and that's going to be Earl Thomas. I want to see him wearing that Chiefs red uh, come come our home opener next year. Right. Uh, I think that's an easy choice because you watch Tom Brady just methodically pick our secondary apart in every clutch moment every time we've played him. And so, yeah, that's that's basically it. We got a pretty good pass yeah. rush as <laughs> is. We need some help in the secondary, and I think Earl Thomas would be a great veteran leader, and I think he'd be able to help out that, that terrible secondary, him and then obviously drafting some young guys. Yeah, because I think you guys are going to tag D Ford. Um, 
and the, like I I th- I think you'll keep him tagged because it's clear that you guys are going to make a Super Bowl run and and get there. And I think that personally, like Hopefully. I told every I told everybody, I told everybody this year, like even if the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, they won't win it. Um, like great year, great year for Patrick Mahomes, but this wasn't their year for the Super Bowl to win it at least. I told no, you guys I we weren't making the Super Bowl, so... I, I th- yeah, I mean, I think they should have made it for sure, but I don't think this was their year to win it, so... But I think next year... Um, I think next year they make the Super Bowl. Um, next year's AFC playoffs is going to be crazy. I just... Because you know, you know what that AFC championship is going to look like. So, you know, Baker Mahomes part two. Oh, I thought you were talking about New England again. Never mind. Uh, no, Baker's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Baker and Mahomes, AFC Championship next year. Mark my words. Calling it now on February eighteenth, twenty eighteen. Just uh, just as a reference point. So, um, I think Baker makes the playoffs, but I don't think they make the AFC Championship. We'll see. We'll see. You know, my my hopes are high, but because I'm extremely biased. So yeah, my hopes um, were high when they made the college football playoff, and then they met Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. That was that. That's a whole nother. Po- I could go on an entire podcast about <laughs> that. About you know Lincoln Riley not giving the best college player, the best college quarterback to ever play the game to. Not, him not putting the ball in his hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, with you fourth, on that argument. Fourth down and decided to kick the field goal. So, um, that yeah, I love Lincoln. Don't get me wrong, but uh, very yeah. very conservative in his first yeah, season. Can't can't, can't uh, I miss Bob Sp- Bob Stoops in that moment? So, <laughs> um, I'd miss Bob we, Stoops versus any SEC team. Yeah, well now he's gonna be in the XFL, so. There you go. We'll see see what happens there. Um, <clears throat> speaking of Baker Mayfield and Browns, like the other offseason move, I want to see is I want them to I want them to go after AB or I want them to go after uh, Odell. Um, I don't know what they're gonna have to do to do that, but I think adding um another receiver a receiver of that caliber pairing them with juice and then having Callaway in the slot would be uh pretty lethal and then Injoku uh holding that tight end spot <clears throat> I think that would be uh their best route now I think they could draft a receiver and it would be eventually close to the same because I'd, if I'd they rather draft a receiver for them I mean it comes to a point where you're gonna end up with too many personalities on that team and then you're just gonna end up being the Steelers round two where you know true. You, you you get a Super Bowl yeah but you should have won so many more Super Bowls but there's just so much dysfunction that you can't overcome yeah. it a Ronald Darby for them would be good too like picking up another corner to help out Denzel Mm-hmm. To uh, boost that secondary too would be, so I'd either want to see him pick up one of those offensive uh, talents or, or like a corner, which I yeah. think I think Darby fits fits that scheme pretty good. Um, so, um, speaking of drafts stuff, um, <clears throat> kind of a cool thing. 
um, just kind of a one player for each of us that we think is that everybody's sleeping on um, at the moment. Um, I'll let you kick this one, uh, kick this one off because I know you have a couple sleepers in this draft. All right, I'm gonna go on one we haven't talked about, um, but one that Jason actually loves, and I'm sticking with my Mizzou. And I said Jason loves, so we know I'm not talking about uh, Drew Locke here, even though everyone is sleeping on him. Yes. Um, so there's actually two players I want to talk about. The first one, uh, everyone's talked about how they love all the receivers in this class and everything, and no one said anything about Emmanuel Hall. Now, if you go back and watch the tape on Mizzou games this year, look at Mizzou when Emmanuel Hall plays, and look at how Mizzou plays when Emmanuel Hall is hurt. It's two completely different teams. When, when Emmanuel Hall is fully healthy and playing, Mizzou's one of the best teams in the SEC this year. When he was out, they were losing and they were looking ugly. I think Emmanuel Hall's a dynamic receiver, a good deep threat, and teams should keep their eyes on him as a good good draft opportunity because I think he can be elite in the next level. Like he's a solid player. Um the other one I was gonna go with was gonna be Terry Beckner Jr. He came in as like a four or five star at Mizzou at the D tackle and you know, he never lived up to the hype. He was always great. He was hurt his first year, missed most of the season. Um, I, I, I think he never hit that five-star status as far as his play on the field, but the dude was still a stud. He was in the backfield a lot, pressuring a lot, and I think he's kind of like Rashawn Gary. I think he's really going to burst to the next level just because his uh, collegiate schemes didn't really allow him to shine. And so Terry Beckner Jr. is another one I'm really excited about. Yeah, those are those are good. Um, I I actually really like Emmanuel Hall myself. Um, I think he's a he's a great. I think he'll develop into somebody who makes he's he'll be an impact player on whatever team he goes to. I don't know, like as long as he can personally, stay healthy. Yeah, that, yeah. I think as far as that goes, I mean, I don't know if he'll ever be like, you know. <laughs> a star receiver in this league but you can have think, a star impact for sure oh yeah definitely um for me um i think one of my biggest sleepers who showed up in the senior bowl and uh jason will agree with me on this one too um and you're you like him as well i think kalen doss um kalen doss? showed up yeah i think he showed up huge um in the senior bowl um he his route running is really really good um his ability to get open his ability to make plays um i actually went back to watch like after that performance i went back and watched some uh some tape on him and he uh i, I just don't think he got talked about a lot and that's something like with the that's something i always like about the senior bowl is there's some there's always some players in there that just get invited and then they never like had these crazy impacts during the year. Like, or let me rephrase that they did, but they just weren't talked about it. They weren't uh-huh. talked about on the media. And I think Kalen Doss is a perfect example of that. Um, I think, I think he fits perfectly. Um, there's a lot of different offenses out there that could really benefit from him. Um, 
him dropping that low. I could see him, like I was talking about, getting some weapons um, in Washington. I think he'd be a good fit in Washington. Um, oh, yeah. Even uh, teams like he'd be good with the Jets, get Sam Darnold some help um, over there because Darnold needs all the help he can get, but that goes farther <laughs> than getting players. Needs a, yeah, we, we don't need to go into this a Sam Darnold conversation, but uh, – <laughs> But yeah, watch out for Keelan Doss. Um, he's he's one for sure. And then I don't know if this one is well. <clears throat> I was gonna say Nasir Adderley, but I think he's like slowly becoming a non sleeper. He's not a sleeper. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he he's gotten like with his recent. Uh, I think his draft stock is rapidly rising at the moment. Um, so I think like for me, um, I think another, like, and the stick to football podcast did an interview with this guy and I'm sticking with receivers on this. Um, David stills V, um, I think, yeah, another guy who I think can be fit well in the slot. Um, he's going to fit a lot of offenses, uh, well, um, did, did good with real Greer, which is, uh, which is saying uh, a lot. And Will Greer was a dynamic college quarterback. I just don't think he translates into, um, the NFL very well, but, um, David Stills five going to be five V, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> he's kind of the same thing. I don't think he's. I don't think he's explosive enough to be a receiver one, but I think he's going to be kind of that like utility guy, kind of like a, um, like, just like, I don't think he's going to, he, he's going to remind me of like uh, how Baker Mayfield used Richard Higgins last year. Mm-hmm. Like Higgins, Higgins isn't like a grade a wide receiver, but like he can come up in different scenarios. Um, pretty big. Oh yeah, for sure. I think so. I think that's like a perfect fit for. Um, there's a lot of obviously, like I said, a lot of teams out there. He's he kind of reminds me of like a. I don't. I hate to put him here because I hate to put any good players that I like there. But uh, <laughs> and he's like a. He would be like a good New England fit. Um, yeah, I know, but I think the type of receiver, his type of play would be would be good. Um, in New England, so um, yeah, so watch out for uh, Keelan Doss, David Stills, um, lots of good sleepers we could go through in this in this draft. Um, did Shea, Shea Patterson staying at Michigan? Right? Yeah, he's staying one more year. That'll be good for him. Um, all right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Um, just like a quick little what we call the uh, split back edition of the sports legacy podcast. Um, we will be back if we can get one done, another one done this week with all three of us. That would be uh, sweet. Give you guys two in the same week. Um, we'll see what happens. If not, we will have another one uh, out for you guys next week, a little bit longer. Um, talk about a lot of different things. Probably get another really, mock draft out. 
yeah, doing a little little another mock draft, and we're less than a month away from the off season starting. So it's an exciting time. Um, AAF is getting exciting as well. Um, yeah, finally some offensive explosion. Yep, I love it. Um, Stallions are looking pretty good. They took a loss though. Birmingham Iron are surprising me. I didn't think they'd be as good as they. Oh, I told you to keep an eye on that are. team. Trent Richardson, man. I told you to keep an eye on that Classic. team. Yep. And then I just <clears throat> who uh, the uh, Apollos are playing real well too, um, which they are coached by. Are they the ones that are coached by Steve Spurrier? Um, uh, I think, so. wait, are the Apollos, where were they, San Antonio? Uh, in Orlando. Yeah, Orlando Apollos. Oh, yeah, that, that's yeah. Steve Spurrier. Yeah, you're right. That, yeah, they're, they're my pick for, uh, to go to the championship just based off Steve Spurrier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think he's a really good head, I think he's a good head coach and this was a perfect, like, this is a perfect league for him to be in. Yeah, I agree. So, but all right, that's all we have. The time we have. Thanks for listening, and we are uh, signing out. Make right, sure thanks, if you if you haven't already, like like us on Twitter, like us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, um, hit us up on the Instagram. social media and hit subscribe on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, hit us up if you guys have any questions um, or want to get our take on anything. Feel free to DM that Twitter page or our personal pages and we could uh add those questions into uh the segment so thanks for listening wherever you're listening at um signing out Later.